What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 20 of Track Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah, and we are so, so, so excited to hear all about Emma's IndyCar weekend. So I just want to preface that by saying that this episode is going to be very indie heavy. We will talk about, you know, Hungary being this weekend and some big news in the world of F1 being Danny Rick back on the grid. But before we get to all that, um, I just want to say that we want to thank everybody so much for the awesome support that we've received from um, last week's episode with Brad from Furious Motorsport. We got really great feedback and um, just remember to check out Furious Motorsport. Click the link in our bio to get $10 off your order t- until the end of the month. So yeah, thank you for for the support with that episode. We had so much fun recording with Brad and um, I think that that showed in our episode that, you know, it's nice to have a guest on and get a new perspective because we, you know, Emma and I have our favorites that we always talk about, but Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll have lots more guests in silly season later this summer, but until then it'll be the two of us. And actually today it's going to be very Emma heavy. So I'm just going to be quiet. Um, this weekend she was in Toronto for the IndyCar race and I really did tell her, I don't want to hear much about it because I want my first experience to be hearing about it along with all of our listeners. So without further ado, um, Miss Emma, you can take the floor. I am here. Yeah, that was a very long introduction from Hannah, but thank you. Can you imagine if it was just you recapping my weekend? <laughs> yeah, Emma did this and then Emma did that. No, we, the people want to hear from you. Um, wow, Toronto was insane. I, I, I am going to struggle to put it into proper words this entire weekend because it was, it wasn't even a blur. Like it was three days and which is good because I think if it was just one day that I was there, I don't know how you only did qualifying because I don't, I feel like I would have had huge FOMO if I had missed out on anything. I mean, I did, but I think, like I said with Brad, it's like just being in the city during a weekend like that gives you the amount of like excitement that you need. See, and it was different for Toronto because there are so many people that didn't know there was a race going on. Like, how do you not hear these cars? There there are so many fast cars, loud cars in the middle of downtown. Like, how do you not know what's going on? Mm -hmm. But I had gone out Saturday night and people like, you know, we're just talking to people and they were like, oh, what are you doing in Toronto? And I'm like, oh, for the indie race. And they're like, that's what? They're like, they're like, what's going on? What's happening? Like Formula One? Like they knew what Formula One was, but they didn't know what indie was or that there was a race going on. But to be fair, there was a lot of Blue Jays games this weekend. There was also um, Zach Brown band was playing, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And oh, someone has said Zach Brown was in Toronto. Oh, but it was and, Zach Brown band. And I was like no way Zach Brown was watching the Toronto race because he also owns Aero McLaren, right? right? But yeah, it was Zach Brown band. It wasn't actually Zach. So there's a lot of confusion there. That is there, so funny. But that was pretty funny. But yeah, there was a there's an uh, indie race in Toronto. And I know that most of our listeners watch F1. And that is why they listen to the episodes, why they listen to the podcast is for the Formula One updates and all of that. But if you do not watch indie, get on it because it is so insane. There's more competition. There's more access, easier access. It's an incredible weekend. The drivers are also insane. And I know there is not as much of a media circus surrounding these IndyCar drivers, but it's still there. And like, you can still feel like connected. Like a few drivers had seen my story posts, like F1 drivers, if I had tagged them in something, they would have never seen it. Mm-hmm. Like you just feel so much closer to the action mm-hmm. with indie drivers. And so it was, it was insane. Watch Indy. It's also almost the exact same thing as Formula One. 
it's slightly different cars. Like there's still the same like single seater cockpit style. They have the visor instead of like the halo. Mm -hmm. I know we discussed this on a previous episode, but just like quick recap, the cars are cheaper. They come from the same manufacturer, so they're a lot similar in build and the mechanics. And it's a lot more based off driver skills, strategy, the team, uh, that sort of thing. So it's not like each team is paying to have the best car built. It's like they can pick and choose certain parts from certain manufacturers and they can choose either a Honda engine or a Chevy engine and then they race. And it's North American, so they don't travel as crazy around the world. Mm-hmm. It's also a shorter season. I think 16 races, so it's March to November, March to October, but it's still insane. And it's so much fun to watch. Even watching it like on TV or on a computer is still so much fun. Mm -hmm. So that is IndyCar. And I was lucky enough to get credentials to go to the race this weekend. So the credentials came with like pit access and paddock access and like gridwalk access, which was absolutely insane that I got to do a gridwalk. What the heck with all the cars there? Anyway, and I'm like, I'm so fortunate for that. And like, I've thanked Kevin and Caitlin, the people that work for Team Penske immensely, but I'm going to thank them again. Like they are truly amazing. But yeah, so I don't even know like where to start. I guess just like Friday. Oh no, you know what I want to start? Thursday. I was going to say go chronologically. So on Thursday, there was a grid click event. And so grid click, they are they're like their platform, their community. And they started, I think a while, maybe a few years ago, I'm not actually too sure when they started, but the whole idea was to give people a community, a safe place to talk about Formula One, especially like females who follow the sport. Um, and so they have podcast episodes, they have a blog, they try to just reach out to the community in any ways they can. And so they hosted an event and we got to hear from people who actually work in the industry. So we heard from three employees from Aero McLaren, Um, one of them being, I think, digital communications, another one being social media admin. She was so cool. And then another one being the performance engineer for, uh, Pato's car, Pato Award. And then we also heard from, her name is Emmy. She's, she works for TSN and she's also pretty big on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and she doesn't necessarily work with motorsports, but just sports in general. So it was so cool to hear from them and kind of just get their perspective on what's it like being a female in this field. And it was also a way to like, not only connect with them, but connect with other fans of, IndyCar and Formula One. Oh my God, real quick though. There was a girl, her name's Claudia. She, we like found each other at the grid clicking event and she listens to the podcast and she told me that we were the reason that she got into IndyCar. You're joking. And I was like, oh And then God. she went to the race? And then she went to the race. You're joking. So she That's went to the, the networking event and then she went to the race and I was like, Claudia, I love you. So I saw her a few times throughout the weekend. It was really nice to see her. So if Claudia, you're listening to this. Um, we love you. Sorry love you couldn't you. meet Hannah. Really apologize for that. I'm sorry to everyone who didn't get to meet me this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also totally joking, but <laughs> I wish I could have been there to meet everybody that Emma met. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what I'm going to say for right now. We'll yeah, keep it I do wish you were there. I know. Like my sister, she was great, but I wish she were there. <laughs> um, actually, no, props to my sister because she... Yes. she she was there to like help take photos, take videos. And then I took a photo of her beside a porta potty. And I yeah, showed. no, Sam was making me laugh all weekend. She texted me on Saturday night and she sent me a video and you guys were at a bar. Yeah. And she sent me a video oh of God. Emma talking to a group of like three or four guys and like on her phone, like showing them the podcast. And handing out the business cards. And handing out business cards. And Sam's like, just so you know, we're at a bar right now. Work never stops. <laughs> I was like, this is so Emma and this is hilarious. But also props to Sam for mm-hmm. then taking your bag with the business cards and handing them out and leaving them everywhere. Everywhere. I walked into the bathroom and like there was just some on the counter and I'm like, 
Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. That is so funny. Um, but it was really fun. And so that was, I mean, we're totally jumping ahead because that's what we always do here. Yeah. But yeah, Thursday, I think the main thing was the Grid Click yeah. uh, networking event. So like huge shout out to them for hosting it. And they want to host more. I know they did one last year. They're main thing is they want to connect the community and can more specifically connect females with other females mm-hmm. in motorsport. So props to them. And they were also really sweet. Um, and then Friday, Friday was the start of the race weekend. And I met Joseph Newgarden, <laughs> which was really cool. So Joseph Newgarden, he's a pretty big name in IndyCar. He won the Indy 500 this year. And it was wild because Caitlin and Kevin had like brought us into the paddock area. So mm-hmm. it was strange in Toronto because the paddock was inside. Usually the paddock is outside, mm-hmm. but in this case they were inside the like the exhibition center or whatever. And they had all the trucks lined up and they had like their garages were inside. And then the pit lane was obviously outside with like their pit box and everything. Um, so yeah, Caitlin had brought us back into the garage area. She was showing us the cars, giving us a tour of the trucks. And I was like, this is absolutely insane mm-hmm. like think of like um the motorhomes yeah, in Formula motor One. Homes, it, yeah. Is, that's what it that's what it is it's just not they just like look different obviously mm-hmm. but so that was really cool and then as we we're standing there like joseph you're gonna walk by and caitlin introduced us and i was like i don't oh i didn't tell you this joseph Newgarden was actually not the first driver i met it was callum eilat and i embarrassed myself in front of him <laughs> fuck <laughs> It was bad because he was, uh, he was just, where did you see him? He was right there. He was literally just standing right there. And there were a few people that had recognized him and were like asking for photos. And I was like, Oh my God, I need a photo, but I wasn't ready. So I panicked and I walked up and this is what he did. Like that's, it wasn't English, Hannah. He was like, he was like, what? I was like, I want to go kill myself. Like, this is really embarrassing. Um, I tried to say I'm a huge fan. I don't know if that came out. I don't think it did. So I got the photo and I ran. Oh, so you do have a I do have a photo with Callum. Yeah. Oh, But I just like ran away because I was so scared. You didn't clarify what you meant? Well, I think I, I don't know. I blacked out. Oh, she blacked out. I literally blacked out because I was the first driver I met, but. So once you got to Joseph, you had gotten those those nerves out. Once I got to Joseph, I feel like I was fine because before him, I had also seen Will Power, who's Mm. another Penske driver. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, honestly, I think uh, he started to recognize me by the end of the weekend because every time I saw him, I was like, Will Power, good luck. And I just like gave him a thumbs up and he would just like, he'd always be like, oh, thanks. And like, (laughs) but by the end of it, like I'd be walking and he'd see me first and I'd be like, oh, nice. Or like, good job or good luck. And then like, he'd like... It was like that You're smile. literally going to be known as like the thumbs up girl. It was like the smile that you know when you like recognize yeah. someone. That yeah. was that. So okay. by the end of it, I feel like Will Power and I we were pretty tight. Okay, great. Um, but yeah, by the time we got to Joseph Newgarden, I didn't even ask to like think to get a photo with him because we were just like in the middle of a conversation. Right. So me and my sister were just talking to him about Canada, about traveling in Canada, um, just about the race weekend slightly. It wasn't a very long conversation, but it was so normal. Where is he from? I have no idea. <laughs> Nashville. He's okay. from Nashville? Wow. I love that. But he, it was, like, so normal to, like, talk to him. Like, he wasn't in his race suit. He was just in, like, a black t-shirt. And, like, oh, like, okay. Because it was Friday. Like, he didn't have guess, practice yeah. yet. They only had the one practice on Friday. Mm-hmm. But it was he was so normal. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it. And, like, I don't know. He was so chill. And I, I wish I had asked for a photo. But at the same time, I was, like, I literally sat and, like, or, like stood there and talked to you for a bit. Experiences like, are better than a, than a quick pic. Right? You, like, you got a picture with Callum. And you probably don't even like looking at it because you know you embarrassed yourself. But oh you talked to Joseph. Yeah. And you don't have a picture. It's an experience. Whatever. Yeah. I don't I, I actually want to burn that photo of Callum. Because... I, she hasn't even sent it to me, which is hilarious. Because Callum's, like, one of my top two favorite indie drivers. <laughs> I know. 
Oh, so there's an autograph session on Friday. And I guess usually what they do is they have individual lines for each driver. Okay. And this is every indie weekend. Okay. And this case, they had two lines and the table was split into two. So driver or fans had to decide which line they wanted to go Mm. into. And it was chaotic. It was horrible. Like I had talked to um, Sarah, she's from GridClick, and she was like, usually they don't do this. Like usually there's like, there's individual lines. And so it was at this point when I realized I'm like, Pato Award is everyone's favorite driver because they had to Mm. cut that line off because everyone just wanted Pato. And there were cameras all around him. He was like bombarded the entire weekend. He has such a presence in IndyCar that like, Everyone just wanted to see him, get a photo with him, talk to him. Like it was, he was like the Charles Leclerc of Indy, I would say, because you know how Charles is like such a presence, like he is Formula One. That was Pato. Okay. Like even if he's not winning. And and just, I think what you mean, like to clarify, like Charles is Formula One, just being like his fans are just so like, we need to go to these events and meet him Mm -hmm. where it seems like it's the same with Pato. It's just like, maybe he like, it's just his fans just like come out more than like other fans do. It's also just like the presence. Like Charles does have a really, really big presence in formula one, like on social media, just like everything about it. And like Mm -hmm. that is mirrored with Pato. Mm -hmm. So even though he's not winning, even though Charles is not winning, Mm -hmm. there's still so much love and attention just like for him. Yeah, no, I get that. He's totally deserved. He's such a lovable guy. Yeah. Um, But I was like, I'm not waiting in any of these lines because um, there's Also like you had access to like the the pit. Yeah. (laughs) All weekend. So like you could have met him and it didn't have to wait in a line like that. Yeah. That was the autograph session. It was crazy. Oh, so what was cool about Friday though was Toronto had, or Honda Indy Toronto is what it's called. They had free Friday. So a lot of, they didn't, you didn't have to pay for tickets on that day. If you wanted to go and watch the, because only one practice session, Mm -hmm. but there's like sports series and everything. Um, it was free. It was just by donation cool. um, if you wanted to. And then you could also pay for paddock access. I'm pretty sure if you wanted like to to go inside. But for the most part, like it was free for wow. people to watch. So and was it busy? It was extremely busy okay. on Friday. I would say maybe the paddock was free. I don't actually remember. But it was packed. And so I was like, oh my God, this is absolutely insane. But not everyone had pit access. So we still had the pit access. And can I say it was actually just so cool being able to just like walk past everyone and like security guard at the end of the day, like kind of recognize us because we were just like walking back and forth because we had the access. Like, yeah, I will never get that treatment <laughs> anywhere else to just be able to like flash my like flash my badge and like go in. Crazy. Imposter syndrome for sure. I was, Don't like, say you'll never have it ever again because I'm hoping that we can get to a race next year. I know, but realize. it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, it was wild. But in the pit, that's where I met James Hinchcliffe. Mm, jump scare. Jump scare. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. But I was really excited. So I was nice to like actually talk to him. I wasn't nervous when I talked to him, but I, but like he is a retired indie driver. He's a commentator. He said he's going to more, uh, doing more F1 races. He's going to Mexico. He's doing Coda. Okay, nice. Um, and so I was talking to him about that and like just like reporting and stuff. And it was nice to just like have a conversation with him, you know, as well. Like it was. So my question, when you meet people like this, yeah. how do you introduce yourself? Like, do you just, do you just like introduce yourself as yourself? Or do you say like, I'm Emma and I have a podcast and this was called. Or does it depend on who you're talking to? I think it depends on who I'm talking to. Okay. So, like, for James Hinchcliffe, I was just like, oh, my God, you're James Hinchcliffe. <laughs> he was like, that's me. And I'm like, I'm a huge fan. And then I was like, I, I said, like, I'm Emma. Like, I have a Motorsport podcast. Um, and I was like, and I just love you. Like, I um, – and I talked to – I told him how I had a jump scare. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, when I heard him, him on, the broadcast, on Silverstone. Yeah. Um, and then he thought that was pretty funny. But then, like, we – 
like it wasn't a very long conversation, mm-hmm. but for him, I was like, it was it was just such like a moment where I was like, oh my god, it's James, James Hinchcliffe, and I like said that out loud. I don't know why I said it out loud. I feel like that's a good way to you know yeah. break the ice. Yeah, exactly. He was like, <laughs> yep, that's me. And I was like, anyway, at first I was like, fuck, is that him? Then I was like, oh no, that's definitely him. And of course, okay, I love my sister. I do. She's very new to indie, mm-hmm. like newer than me. Mm-hmm. So she didn't like recognize people mm-hmm. as quickly as I did. Yeah. But if I had seen, if I had seen someone, like I saw, I like I saw Pato Award's sister, and I knew who she was, and I like went to go talk to her. And so, how did you know who she was? Just from social media? Just from social media? Because I wouldn't have known who she was either. She does like lifestyle. Okay. Stuff. Well, I started following her now after you told me you met her, and she's she posted, the sweetest person. She posted on Instagram, um, this like coffee order that she got at the airport. So then I got that coffee order at the airport. <laughs> Wow. Was it delicious? It was It was pretty good. Okay, yeah. great. Um, but I follow her because she does, like, a lot of lifestyle, a lot of beauty, kind of stuff like that. And, yeah. of course, she also has, like, the cutest dogs. Yeah. Um, they Norby. both, like, yeah. Norby is, like, her dog. And so I had seen her, and I was like, oh, my God, well, I need to talk to her because, yeah, Pato, whatever. But, like, Elba's everything. Right. Like, she is an icon is what she is. So as, like, people were walking... It was Pato. It was after the autograph session. Pato was walking back to, like, the Aero McLaren, like, motorhome and – not motorhome, trailer, garage, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he had his little scooter, obviously, because mm, yeah. he has to. Otherwise, he will get bombarded. So yeah. the scooter can at least get him faster, like, places faster. Is but that why they use them? Some of them, yeah. Because oh, okay. if um, – it's also just quicker than walking. I mean, yeah. That's that's what I assumed. Yeah. I didn't think it was, like, to stop from getting bombarded. But I guess when you're Pato Award, that's what you have to think yeah. about, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but Elba was walking behind him, and I had – I saw her, so I was like, oh my god, Elba, like, I just, like, kind of, like, I didn't, like, grab her, yeah. but I just, like, kind of, like, brushed against her arm, and I was like, I was like, ah, I'm a huge fan, like, I follow you on Instagram, like, I, all of your lifestyle and your beauty tips, like, I screenshot all of them, and so she was, like, so honored. Well, because, I mean, I think it would be, like, it's one like, of those things where yeah. it's like, okay, her brother is, yeah. like, this, like, oh, well, yeah, and, but then, no, you too, like, get attention, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, I know, especially because, like, Pata was literally, like, maybe a meter away. Right. That's three feet if you're American. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Logan Sargent, that was for you. Um, <laughs> so um, like, Pato was, you know, just not even that far away. Right. Getting, you know, everyone was asking for photos, this and that. Elbow standing behind him. And I was like, no, I want to talk to her. Like, yeah. I was like, I love her. Like, I love her content. So it was nice to talk to her. And then we talked about dogs. And my sister has dogs. So Sam was, like, showing elbow videos of like her dog and it was again just such a normal conversation yeah. like these are just regular people yeah. you know also my friend had made bracelets that said norby and rocky which are like their dogs you're joking me. so i gave it i gave oh her the bracelets and gosh. she loved them um like a little friendship bracelet t- taylor swift style right so she loved them you but did did you do all of the bracelets or did your friend do all the bracelets my friend did the bracelets. you had many bracelets to share with people I mean, I kept... They were my bracelets. I didn't give them out. Oh, I thought... Well, okay. I thought there was one that you gave a... I thought you gave a Christian Lungard one away. Oh, no. That was mine. You kept that. Okay. That was my Never lucky mind. bracelet. Okay. Um, Because he ended up winning. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Elba, she was just, like, a sweetheart. And really, these are... They are quite literally just people. Like, it was... Yeah. Like, they are, you yeah. know? And so, it was... Yeah, it was just... It was wild. That was happening. Sometimes it's hard to remember that, like, especially mm-hmm. in, in the context of Formula One, where it's, like, these people just seem, like not real like they just seem like yeah drivers that are in a race car and like yeah. it's hard to see a personable side of them if they don't you know like put themselves out there um on social media and like can I, i'm not saying that they have to do that to like make themselves look like people but it does help yeah and i feel like this experience was like even more eye-opening like okay no they're literally just humans mm-hmm. <laughs> well and especially at some parts like at some points during the weekend these drivers were just walking through the crowd like normal Mm -hmm. like not even through the paddock but just like to get from the paddock to the pit like 
that's how I ran into Christian Lungard was because he was quite literally just walking to his pit box, mm. like before practice session or whatever. And it blew my mind because I'm like, okay, well, I know who he is because he's one of my favorite drivers. Oh, I would like to clarify because I'm very open about who my favorite drivers are. Christian Lungard, Pato Award, and Joseph Newgarden yep. are my top three. Yep. And so when I saw Christian Lungard and like no one else was around him, I was like, either no one cares or no one knows who he is because right. I'm like, I don't, and I know IndyCar is not as big as Formula One, but I was literally shocked. And I, like, how do you not, I mean, he ended up winning. Yeah. So now of course everyone's going to yeah, know who exactly, he is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But like, I just could not wrap my head around the fact that he was quite literally just walking through and no one did anything. Mm-hmm. And I had actually ran into um, one of our mutuals on Instagram. Her name's Shella. Chella, mm, yeah. Chella, Shella. Yeah. Oh my God, if I'm saying it wrong, I'm so sorry. But she's so sweet. And so she had like pit access as well um, for a few days. And, and she was talking about how like, how she went to Montreal. And she said that if anyone caught even a goddamn glimpse of Charles, the pit, the paddock would be in chaos. Really? She was like, these drivers, like IndyCar drivers, can go from point A to point B and like half the time they'll get recognized mm-hmm. or maybe they'll be stopped for a photo mm-hmm. or an autograph. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, Marcus Erickson, no one stopped him. She's like, I saw him walk by. Like she, she said that she was too far to do anything, but she's like, I saw him walk by and no one stopped him. He was an F1 driver. Yeah. You know? And she's like, it's just such a difference. Yeah. The fan access is insane. Like you can just buy these pit passes or these paddock passes for the day. And so you can go and you can see everything that goes on behind the scenes. Like you can do that with Formula One, but it's thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, exactly. For this weekend, it was like, you know, depending on the day, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, my God, go to an indie race. Like, you'll have so much more fun. You can do so much more. And you'll probably see the drivers and be able to interact with them. Well, and, you know, if you are, like, a really, really big F1 fan like we are, a lot of these drivers either are ex-F1 drivers or are hopefully one day on their way to becoming Mm -hmm. an F1 driver. Like, I'm wondering if, like, a lot of the Pato, like, frenzy comes from the fact that like he is anticipated to eventually have a seat in f1 one Mm -hmm. day and then people can be like oh well i met him when he was an indie driver and this is a picture of us yeah so yeah it's just like a different experience it seems but nonetheless like (laughs) it just seems like an amazing one it's oh of course it's amazing i'm kind of already talking about saturday anyway but i just want to say i am declaring myself as christian lungard's good luck charm as you should his first win ever I don't know what it was about that day, but that day I was like, I am a Christian Lungard fan. Okay. Like it was Saturday specifically. I was, I had seen his car. I mean, I saw all the cars, but his car was right there. And I was like, I need a photo with his car. I didn't get a photo with like any other car. I was like, I need a photo with his car right now. And so I took it. And then not even 10 minutes later, I wish I I have the timestamps to prove it. Not even 10 minutes later, I ran into him. And that's when I asked for a photo. And I said, I don't know why I said it like this, but I said, I have your name on my wrist. I could have just said, (laughs) I could have just said I have a bracelet with your name on it. I have your name on my wrist. That sounds like a tattoo. I know. It's not a tattoo, but I showed him the bracelet and he loved it. He thought that was cool. And I said, I I said, I was like, I'm your biggest fan. Good luck today. You're going to kill it. Like this was qualifying. Right. And then during practice session, we actually went and sat on the grass to watch because like Mm -hmm, it was such a cool experience. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking for Christian's car. I was like, I just, I just want to watch him. That's all I want to do. So I'm glad you say this because I have known that you are a big New Garden and award fan. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're texting me and you're like, Lungard, Lungard, Lungard. And I'm like, okay. No. Emma now likes Lungard, but I didn't know. I had no idea. Honestly, I don't know what it was exactly. It was a few months ago. Um, when I was, I was just like, this guy, this guy's on to something. He was rookie of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually came from the formula series, which I'll get into that after, but 
he also, I think what I like kind of instantly loved about him was he had a bet, I think it was with his friend, that if he gets a race, he's he's growing out his mustache. He essentially oh, was growing yes. out his mustache yeah. until he won a race. I did. So this. I was like, I am rooting for him because I want to see one, like if he can shave it off sooner than later. But mm-hmm. like, I was just kind of excited. I was like, I kind of like this guy. He's mm-hmm. kind of fun. Um, very tall. Yeah, he seemed tall for a driver. Extremely tall. But it's also tough to tell in pictures because you're also short. No, no, no. He was very tall. He was extremely tall. Um, But yeah, so I had his name, like a bracelet with him and Pato and like Joseph. Mm Because I'm like, that's, you know, merch girls. I don't have these t-shirts, but I'm going to wear the bracelets. Yeah. So Saturday I was like, this is it. It's Christian. And so qualifying happened. And I was at the um, pit for Joseph because like I kind of had not, I don't want to say inside access, like that's the wrong word, but you know, Caitlin was there and like Kevin was there. And so I was well, able... I mean, that's who you were invited by. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so I was like, well, no, I obviously I want to watch like qualifying with like, to see what's going on with Joseph's car. Cause like, yeah. again, also one of my favorite drivers. Mm-hmm. And you know, my sister was also, she's Joseph's kind of like the only driver she knows and likes. So she was wanted to be there too so we were watching it and unfortunately he did not make it through into the fast six so there was mm-hmm. that would be like q3 mm-hmm. essentially for like f1 terms and also it was raining during part of it which mm. kind of threw everything off and it was so unfortunate after joseph like didn't make it into the firestone fast six i was like i want to go back to christian's pit because he did make it in and like oh i like him so where are you sitting when you're like watching this just behind just like behind the pit box it's okay. kind of hard to explain like i did try to post a video of it but there's like essentially like the pit lane mm-hmm. where you can freely walk and i was standing there oh, okay it's i don't know it's hard to explain okay but gotcha. there was like no chairs or anything but like there was a tv you could watch and like you could kind of see the big screen in the background but then um yeah when joseph did not make it into the fast six i was like i'm gonna go back to christian's pit because like he did mm-hmm. and then he ended up getting p1 like, he finished mm-hmm. first for qualifying. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, my God. I was like, is this me? Yeah. I was like, am I, am I a good luck show right now? Like, is this my doing? Um, so I'm going to say yes, because then he ended up winning, which was also insane. So you're welcome, Christian. You're welcome for that. <laughs> and he shaved his mustache. And he shaved the mustache. In victory lane, after, yeah. In victory lane, he shaved the mustache, which was pretty cool. Yeah, Saturday was also the day that Pato gave me a little heart in the pit lane. Yes. Um, this is where I'm going to say, please, if you have not, go watch Emma's TikTok video because it quite literally gave me a reason to exist this weekend. Like, and... it was everything. Yeah. It was perfect timing because there were cars that were being, like, dragged back into the paddock. And so Pato was there on his little scooter and he was forced to wait because everyone had to wait. But there were no fans or he was. And so, like, I waved at him and he waved back and then he gave me a little heart. And, you know, it was just like... I wanted to die. So you didn't get like a picture with Pato then? No. Okay. But that video was worth The more. video yes. was worth more. Yes. Because yeah, these other people got photos with him and an autograph. No, but, but just wondering like you never actually like met him. No. Okay. No, but I met his sister. Yes. Which is good enough. I met his sister, talked to his sister, and yeah. then Pato gave me a heart. Yes. So I am content. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I also forgot to mention, I got to go like inside the pit box and you know when you're watching like on TV and you see the screens that the engineers mm. are looking at. Oh, I saw that Sam, uh, Sam took a video. Yeah. Of you. Yeah. So, uh, Kevin, you know, one of the engineers kind of explained to me what it was and like what he was looking at, like specifically what his job was. And of course I'm not going to remember everything mm-hmm. cause I'm not an engineer, mm-hmm. but it was, it was cool to kind of learn the different parts. Mm-hmm. And he said that he always has two radios on him. One that goes to like the, um, the rest of his team and the other radio, like he can flip through different channels to listen mm-hmm. to other drivers. But he said that there are, there's like one designated person 
per driver, essentially, on the team to, like, listen to the each of the other drivers' radios. Really? Yeah. Okay. I guess people do have, like, two radios on them at once. Like, that's common. So one of them is listening to, like, a certain driver to see what they're going on. And the other one is, like, to communicate with the team. Right. Which is pretty cool. Okay, cool. Pretty insane, right? So that's his job is to listen to... No, his oh, okay. job is to manage the fuel. Okay, And gotcha. to, like, see where... Um, how much fuel they can save, like where he, like where Joseph can push. Mm-hmm. And so that actually was like a huge thing this weekend was fuel mm-hmm. saving. We, I saw it with a few drivers. Did you watch those? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Were you, I, I you mean, watched what you could? I watched what I could. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the drivers had fuel issues. Mm-hmm. And so drivers that were in like the top five, they, they either didn't manage their fuel properly or something had gone wrong with the readings mm-hmm. that like, they were dropping back or they had to refuel and lose like six grid places. Yeah, so we yeah. saw it with Will Power dropping like eight places or something like that. We saw that with Pato as well. Um, he dropped back to fuel issues. I think Joseph as well had some issues. Like a lot of drivers this weekend had fuel problems. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was just because like they didn't get enough data from practices because they were having, it was kind of rained out a little bit. But um, it was interesting because like I didn't really know that that Obviously, you know that that's a part of the job and, like, part of the team is, like, managing fuel. But, like, to see it, like, really play out and, like, it can be so detrimental to the race. Yeah, it was yeah. it was cool to know. And so it was kind of cool to be in that pit box area yeah. and be like, I, I mean, I'll never be there again. Well, I won't say never, but who knows. But it was no way you keep saying really this. cool. It was really cool. Unless you did something terribly wrong this weekend. I don't think so. Maybe we can get another invite. <laughs> I have a question. Sure. Lizzie was there. Lizzie was there. Did you meet her? I did meet her. So I think I was more nervous to meet her than any of the other yes, drivers. Yes, I absolutely would be. I I had ran into her because I was actually walking down the pit lane and I was going to try actually go and find Katie, who is Devlin DeFrancesco's girlfriend mm-hmm. and also the best person to ever exist and mm-hmm. also your new tooth fairy because um, she's in dental school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was walking down the pit lane to go find her, I saw Lissy walking kind of in that same direction. Mm. Of course, my sister has no idea what it was, mm-hmm. but I looked at her and I was like, oh my God, I have to go talk. Mm-hmm. and Sam was like I don't know who that is um and so I had and it, it was loud because it was during qualifying and like these cars were freaking zooming and I had so I kind of like was walking directly towards her and I was like Lissy hi like do you have a second can I talk to you and she was so sweet she was like oh my god of course like and I was like if you're not in a rush or I was like if you're in a rush you gotta go that's totally fine she's like no no no, what's up and I just told her I was like like, I have a host of podcast with my friend, or I introduced myself, yeah, but I was like, I host podcasts with my friend, and, like, you're a huge inspiration for us, like, you are, I know, a huge inspiration for many females in motorsport, and so, like, I just want to say thank you, like, on behalf of me and my co-host, and I know many other girls, mm-hmm. and she was, like, so, like, flattered, mm-hmm. and, like, just, like, she was so nice, and then we also talked about, um, like, Formula One a bit, mm-hmm. and, like, Danny Rick, I'm not gonna, like, go into too much details, mm-hmm. I'll, like, tell you after, but, like, what she said, but, um, we talked about Formula One, just talked about like being a female in motorsport. And she like said, she was like, keep doing what you're doing. Like, I'm so happy that you guys started the podcast. And I was like, I will never stop now. Cause yeah, you told me I can't stop. Can. <laughs> um, an angel, a literal angel. Like she is the sweetest person to ever exist. I think that like, also she's not as tall as I thought she was. But that That's like what I imagined from her. I imagined her just to be like, just like genuinely so like humble mm-hmm. and just happy for her experiences that she gets to have yeah and she yeah. is 100 and so she was just so sweet and just so nice and just like being able to just like have a few minutes to talk mm-hmm. to her and just thank her mm-hmm. my day was made i was oh good. yeah i was happy made my that. whole life yeah yeah <laughs> like it was amazing it was great again another thing like her at the end of the race on sunday her and marcus were literally just walking out with the crowd of people out of like the regular doors interesting there's no back doors that they're going out of there's 
quite literally just a crowd of people all trying to leave and they are right there with mm-hmm. them. So I talked to them again, like when I saw them. Oh, really? And I, so like, you talked to Marcus Armstrong too? I got a photo with him. I don't know if I told you. No. I did see him. Um, I got a photo with him and then I saw him. It was post-qualifying when I got the photo, I'm okay. pretty sure. And then I was like, and so I congratulated him on that. And then he had his best finish of all time mm-hmm. in IndyCar. Mm-hmm. So after the race, I was like, oh my God, great job. That was your best finish. And he was like, oh, thank you. So they were, like, it got also very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Very soft-spoken, both of really? them. Really? Okay. Extremely soft-spoken. So I think I scared him a little bit. But <laughs> it's okay. Um, like, who is this Canadian girl who's just, like, why does <laughs> so she loud? Keep, why does she keep showing up? <laughs> but, yeah, so both very nice. But it just, again, blows my mind that they were literally just walking yeah. with everyone. It's unreal. I know. Um, did you meet Katie? I did find Katie. So she was, it was during qualifying. Um, it was unfortunate, though, because Deb did not have the yeah. best qualifying session. And, like, she's a very supportive girlfriend. And so she wants to be there with him. So I didn't want to, like, bother her. Mm-hmm. Even though, again, she's also just, like, a regular person in dental school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, like, she's not. I know. So she messaged us, like, saying, like, so excited to meet you guys. Because you had posted that when you were on the plane. Mm-hmm. And I responded because I knew you, you were flying. And I was like, you know, Emma's really excited to meet you. Um, I Han are, I'm not able to, to go, but like, I, I hope that you guys have the best weekend. And she was like, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to meet both of you. Like, we'll FaceTime you. I'm like, what? Like, okay, awesome. Like, I know. And, um, I, I like, cause she's in, in dental school. She just started and I recently started my program, um, speech path. So I messaged her and I was like, you know, I, I couldn't make it this weekend cause I just started this new program as well. Like similar to you, I, I just started my program in speech path and she's like, oh my gosh, such a great field. I'm like, Academic gals. <laughs> I, love I love that. She was also just so sweet. And so yeah. it was nice just talking to her. And, like, um, I learned a little bit more about, like, Devlin and, like, his journey in mm, motorsport. Okay. He started with, like, F4 and F3. And I had no idea. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, she's a sweetheart. So I got a photo with her. And then also saw her on um, Sunday. And it was actually so funny because she had, like, a test to take on Saturday, mm-hmm. I guess. So she missed part of the day. And then the first thing she said to me on Sunday was, I did my test. I passed. I got 100%. And so I was like, I love you. Like, I was like, I'm so proud of you right now for, like, finishing your test. I guess I, like, honestly saw more drivers than I thought. Like, Roman Grosjean was literally just, like, again, walking. I couldn't get a photo with him because he was, like, running, walking. Because he, he's like, I'm late for qualifying. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, You're go. late for qualifying. I was like, like okay. okay, then go. Um, but but he was, like, still very nice. Oh, the first driver I did actually see was Pato. Remember I texted you that? I think I just said, like, Pato in all caps. Because oh, yeah. he was in the media room and yeah. I was walking by. And I just stood there and stared at him. Which, not my best move, of course. But I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. So that was great. Um, Alexander Rossi, also an Aaron McLaren driver. Mm-hmm. Also tall. All these drivers are just so nice. Generally, they're just, like, great. David Lucas got a photo with him. Mm-hmm. Also got a nice signed picture of him. It is I didn't even realize it was signed. It's signed. Oh, yeah. So nice. I know. It was great. A lot of these drivers, they try to, like, yeah. interact with fans as much as they can. Like, you'll see them in between sessions, like, out. There's, like, barriers, obviously. Like, there's, like, the rope that you can't cross. But you'll see them. They come out and, like, they try to take photos. They try mm-hmm. to sign what they can. And, it, like, that's just great. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you don't really see that as much with F1. Yeah, or if you do, it's such a limited experience that, like, people can have, you know? Literally only the people paying kind of thousands, yeah. But it was nice because on free Friday, like, Fan Friday, it was free. Yeah. So people could just go and talk to their favorite drivers. And it was, I loved it. It was great. Okay, this so the race on Sunday. So we did not actually have grandstand tickets, like me and my sister. The We had general admission tickets. And honestly, so good because it was hot. So we didn't need to sit outside in the sun all day because those grandstands had no shade, obviously. Mm. I guess I'm skipping ahead. But um, we, like, we ended up going to, like, this whole, I'd say, like, this whole fan 
it was just honestly a general area with like food trucks or benches. There was grass. It was like right up against the fence. Okay. And so that's where we watched it. So it was nice because we were sitting on the bench and it was like three feet, a meter away from like where the fence was to like watch it. And obviously there's like another barrier. Like it's not just yeah. like the fence and the track, yeah. but we were sitting there. And so one way we're facing one way, you see the track. And also right across from where we we're sitting was the pit lane. And mm-hmm. so we planned it because we wanted to watch Caitlin mm-hmm. and like watch her pit stops. Mm-hmm. But then if I turned around on the bench, I could see the big screen. Okay. And I also was listening to the radio broadcast the entire time right. because you can't hear what's going on. Yeah. So, I so have, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like this is what I experienced why people were watching yeah. F1 TV when we were at qualifying. It's yeah. like, you only see your very select part of the track. You don't know what's going on in everywhere yeah. else. You don't know anything really. Yeah. yeah. So it was nice to have the radio in. And I also had like the live timing. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I put on TSM Plus and like watched it, it was like 30 seconds delayed. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I'll just listen to the radio because yeah. that's current. Yeah. And then the timing screen was also current. Yeah. And so it was nice because I was able to update the people around me with what was going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, but also like there was the big TV and then we also had like the pit lane right across from us. So like, it was probably one of the best spots. We so could've... you could sit, like you could just sit there and watch during general or in general admission. Yeah. Okay. So I would just like to say that would never happen in Formula One. Really? Never. Why? Because I saw the GA pits at, at Montreal for quality. People are squished seven people deep up against the fence. Straight up. No. That's insane to me. Oh my wow. God. Yeah, no, we were like, people were like taking turns, like moving, moving out of the way. Like everyone was very polite. Maybe because wow. it was like... Canada. <laughs> but even then Montreal was also like... It's That's Canada. true. Montreal was. But, yeah. yeah. It's just like, maybe it, it's just the hype of F1. There cause... were a lot of people there, but everyone was very respectful and like no one was getting in each other's way. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, it was good. I like, I tried to take notes as like to what happened during the race, but I just had to watch. Yeah. You know? I will say that Roman uh, Grosjean crashed right in front of us. Wow. Because it was obviously, there's a track yeah. and then there's the pit lane. And so he crashed on the track. Yeah. None of us got a video, which is maybe a good thing because that's not really like a good video you want to mm-hmm. circulate as a crash because it is dangerous and it is scary. Mm-hmm. But literally right in front of us, we, everyone around us was just like, it was a communal like, <gasps> like we were all mm-hmm. so scared. Mm-hmm. And the safety team was on it. They oh, were yeah. so fast getting, um, like that car out of there, making sure Roman was safe. But it was pretty terrifying because like literally right there where we were standing. And mm-hmm. it, it was scary, but it was like, it was strange. Yeah. You know, it was like a surreal kind of moment. Yeah. Um, he was fine. He was fine. He yeah. was totally fine. I watched on TV. He It was not a great crash, obviously. Yeah. None of them are. No. But uh, yeah, he's all good. He's safe. Yes. Right at, I guess, I'm again, I'm like jumping ahead. Oh my God. I didn't even talk about the grid walk. Okay, Martin Brundle, let's go. <laughs> It wasn't like anything crazy. I'm so sorry. I'm like jumping all over the place. Yeah, it was, it wasn't access. It wasn't accessible for everybody, but I guess just like, again, certain passes, like you were able to. And so with our credentials, we would, and it was pretty cool because we got to literally walk on the grid when all the cars were out there getting ready to go, um, you know, get these last minute photos with drivers. That's where I met Alexander Rossi. Oh, you met Alexander Rossi too? Yeah. Okay. So like that was... It was cool. It was interesting. And like, just see the like, last minute tweaks that these, that they're doing. Like they put Joseph's front wing on like right at like the last minute. And it was, it was really, it was interesting, but it was packed. It was like jam packed with people. And then they like, when you were ushered out, like you had to go, like they were not playing around with it. They were like, get off the grid. We need to start the race. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And I tried to make my way up to the front to 
see Christian's car, but also Pato, I think, was starting second or third. Mm-hmm. So it was way too packed. I was like, you know what? I'm not doing it. I got mm-hmm. my photo yesterday. I'm not doing yeah. it. I was yeah. like, I, I'm not, this is not a battle I'm going to pick. Yeah. It was just a really, like, surreal experience. And also, I guess, like, right before the grid walk, like, right before that, all the cars got wheeled out. I got a whole Joseph Newgarden steering wheel. That's so Which cool. is pretty cool. And, like, it's, like, the grips on it yeah. are molded to his hand. Wow. That is so cool. Right? Yeah. It was interesting. And there's a screen on it. That, was this like, Kevin's doing or Caitlin's? Uh, Kevin. Okay. Kevin, so cool. like, came up and was like, do you know how Joseph's steering wheel? And I was like, he was like, what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, like, he, like, had it in a case. It was, like, a huge briefcase. And he just pulled it out and, like, gave it to me. And I was like, what if I drop it? I was like, I'm so scared <laughs> right now. But, no, it was good. And so there's a screen on the steering wheel that, obviously, like, you flip the screen, mm-hmm. like it shows you whatever, different, mm-hmm. whatever. And Kevin said that sometimes he'll like um, create an animation to play for Joseph before a race. So he watches it. And I was like, that is so cute and so funny. I love it. Um, right? Like, it's just so fun that you just imagine being Joseph in your garden, getting ready to race. And you just see like a little stick figure drawing. And he's like, ah, oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> you know? um, so that was, I thought that was pretty good. So that was really cool. Big props to Kevin for that. Thank you so much. Because I have Joseph in your garden stereo. So cool. So cool. So exciting. Like, how many people can say that, you know? Oh, it was just so fascinating. Okay, anyway, back to the race. I was nervous because being there, like, you don't want anything to happen. And we were we were specifically across from where Joseph's pit was. And so we wanted to watch Caitlin do her job. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, because she's an over-the-wall, mm-hmm. like, pit crew mechanic. And we were, like, we're here to see that. And, like, mm-hmm. Caitlin's friends were there as well. Like, we all wanted to see that. And the first pit stop went beautifully mm-hmm. it was so good like as soon as it happened we were like oh my god like, we were cheering we were so excited um i also want to say that kevin had said because we asked about the strategy we we're like what's what's his strategy like what's going on and kevin had said like we're aiming to pit around um lap 20 we think we can get around 20 laps with this like with the fuel mm-hmm. on the alternate tires and so i was around lap 11 or 12 i want to say i had noticed um some cars are like that were near joseph were starting to pit as well mm. and then i was like okay we got to go right up to the fence like i was like joseph's gonna pit right away i just know it like if they're on the same strategy like they're gonna pit right away and i called it like they pit within the next few laps That's like so right before lap 20 and i was like i was like this is my call it was good like i listened like i was like <laughs> we got to watch it because we were over on the like a further bench before and then we like moved to the fence at that and then we stayed there after that but it was a good call on my part because i was like it's like kevin said lap 20 we gotta go now like that is so funny um that was good and You're then just a strategist now i was a strategist Sorry, hire her I was a good strategist. I was great. I was like, oh, they're pitting. That means Joseph has to pit. The second pit stop was not very good. And it was not the pit crew's fault. Joseph had stopped too late. Mm-hmm. And he had to reverse to, like, actually start the pit stop. Mm-hmm. And so I think that cost him about four places, mm-hmm. which was so unfortunate because, yeah. like, we were all defeated. We were watching Caitlin. Like, we wanted to see her do yeah. well. And yeah. the team did great. It was the te- like the team did what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it was, unfortunately, like... Joseph, yeah, it was just a driver error. And so it was kind of like, at one point, him and Pato and Christian were all in the top, like, five. And I was like, I'm happy. I don't care who wins at this point. I'm happy. And so that just kind of made things go downhill. But, um, yeah, Christian Lingard did win. And Alex Pillow came second with a broken wing and less fuel. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how he did it. People are calling him the Max Verstappen of IndyCar. Interesting. Because okay. he has won, I think, four races this year, three out of the last four. So he didn't win Honda. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't win Toronto, but mm-hmm. he won the last three. And he came second with a damaged wing. Unreal, hey? Like, it was crooked. It was. Did you like, meet him? I did. I got a picture with him. Yeah, I did, yeah. Damaged wing, and he also was on a different strategy. So he didn't have as much fuel, and he had to, like, reserve it, or mm-hmm. he had to save it. Mm-hmm. And he did. 
Wow. And like we had, I had seen other drivers not be able to save their fuel and like they were plummeting back or they had to go in for a pit stop. Yeah. And Alex Pillow, I don't know if he's some sort of wizard, but he was on fire. Mm-hmm. Not literally, not like K-Migs, but, um, or was it Hulk who was on fire last week? I don't even know. One of the was on fire. Um, but yeah, he was on another level. So we got second. Wow. Colton Herta got third. I just was like blown Did away. Did you meet Colton Herta? I waved at him. Mm. I think I got a video of him waving back okay. at me. I'm so disappointed that you didn't meet Marcus Erickson. He was on his little scooter the entire time. He, he, was he wanted no- nothing to he do with He was anybody. like, I'm just going to keep moving. But um, people are calling Alex Blow the Max Verstappen of any car. So he's in the lead right now in the championship, yeah. Alex. So he's uh, he's 142 points ahead of his teammate, Mark Erickson. Mm-hmm. And Max is 99 points ahead of Checo, yeah. right? Yeah. But the points are so different in yeah. Indy. Like, everyone gets points, yeah, essentially. Exactly. If you win the race, you get, like, 45 points. And then it just, like, drops back by five. And then eventually 10. Like, there's so much more room for points. Yeah. And I think that, like, in Indy, one driver who wins a race, at this point, it can do wonders in the standings. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, if Charles were to win the next race, it's not going to move him up that much, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, yes, he's, like, Alex has a crazy high number of points compared to his teammates, compared to his But also it could just be, like, two races from now and it could literally be swapped. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to say. I do... I don't even know if I want to say it. I do have this theory that if Alex Pillow was in the RB19, he could beat Max. And I don't think Max could beat Alex Pillow in equal machinery. Truly. And that is a hot take. And I don't have... It's one that we will never know the answer to as well. No, exactly. We won't. But that is my... That's my hot take. And if I'm wrong, if you think I'm wrong, tell me. But I just think that Indy is much more competitive. I think Max would... Well, I would... I actually think that's why lots of of like fans of f1 are are hopping over and watching indy more mm-hmm. this this season because it's just like so much like you said more competitive like it's so much more interesting yeah. to watch you never know who's gonna win every no. weekend and even if your favorite driver doesn't win they come like fourth or fifth they're still like right up there in the points so yeah. like it's just yeah good time to be an indy car fan amazing time to be an indy car fan oh so alex Plo is actually the mclaren reserve driver this year we had mm-hmm. talked about it earlier yeah and he had won the Indy Championship in 2021. Okay. So he is, he's an insane driver. Like, he is incredible. And I guess there was, like, talk about him going to Aero McLaren. But then he was, like, in the middle of a lawsuit and couldn't. So he's still racing with Chip Ganassi now. And he had to last year. It's a whole thing. I'm not like going to do... Con- like a contract yeah. lawsuit? Like, yeah, he yeah. couldn't break his contract with yeah. Chip Ganassi? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it's a whole thing. He's still racing with Chip Ganassi. And he's doing really well. Yeah. Al- is Alex Pillow the... Max Verstappen of any car, or is it just, or can you not compare the two? Like it's, yeah. it's an interesting question. I think the last thing I want to say is about Christian Lungard. Okay. Um, so he was actually in the Formula Three series, and he was part of the Alpine, mm, the Driver Al- Academy. Yeah, Alpine yeah. Driver Academy okay. back when it was Renault, and then like made the shift yeah. to Alpine. Yeah. So he started in like the Formula Series, and he did some tests with them um like early 2000s like 20 2021 that sort of thing and then it was at the end of 2021 that he decided to make the shift to IndyCar and I think that was probably the best decision for him um and he joined Ray Hall Letterman uh Lanigan Racing mm-hmm. and yeah he won and you know I think that it's it's just interesting to think because like what if he had stayed with the Alpine mm-hmm. Driver Academy like would we have seen him replace Pierre and Esteban in a few years? Like, mm-hmm. what would have happened? Would he have just, like, sunken back into, like, the, you know, the shadows? That's, yeah, that's the thing is sometimes I think that people think, like, oh, well, F1's, are, like, the pinnacle of motorsports. So, like, you have to get to F1 yeah. to, like, have a career. But, like, think about, like, 
Nick DeVries right now. Yeah. He was the star of Formula E. And he now 10 to 11 races in to the F1 season, he doesn't have a seat. Doesn't have a seat. So I think that sometimes these guys need to like weigh out their like options more legitimately and be like, what's better for my career? Like going to Indy or going to Formula E, going to Super Formula mm-hmm. um, or NASCAR, like WEC, like right, right. Uh, endurance there's championship. Like there's so, so much. many different like racing series mm-hmm. that like, yes, Formula One is like the pinnacle, but unless you're like a top five, six, seven driver, like, I don't really think that you're, like, and as a rookie, it's so hard to, like, become one of those top drivers Mm -hmm. that you need to, like, think about what's best for you and your career and development because, like, yes, you do see, like, very young drivers like Lando and Max come onto the grid and they're just, like, amazing, but you also see young drivers like Logan Sargent that just, like, fall through the cracks, so what's best for you and your career and your development? And I think that some of these guys, like, are doing it right and some of them are rushing their development. But... I think Christian made the right move moving to Indy. So many people are like vying for that F1 seat. Mm-hmm. And I think Indy's more attainable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's also just like the pressure, right? Like yeah. in Formula One, there's so much pressure. It's a pressure cooker to like succeed immediately. Mm-hmm. And maybe in a series such as Indy, there's not as much like media presence, like you said, that you can kind of take that time and work out those flaws and kinks that you might have in like your racing yeah. strategy and whatever. Um, I think there's more room for like growth exactly without the pressure because there isn't like a a new story being written about you every day about like your career and it dying (laughs) so yep anyways that's just what I want to say on that well I think that's a good transition into what literally just happened Nick DeVries losing a seat yes so Danny Rick is coming back and the first thing I thought of was F1 opening credits they're gonna change that's so interesting that's the first thing you thought of because the first thing I thought of was we get a Danny Yuki partnership. Like I'm excited. That video of them at Monaco, mm-hmm. but like for the rest of the season. I know. <laughs> and I just, I want to clarify that you can be happy for Danny and sad for Nick. Yeah. Like you can be both those things at the same time. And on Instagram, like she loves Formula One, posted something really, really good saying mm-hmm. like, you can be excited and happy for your favorite driver. Mm-hmm. And you can also be devastated and heartbroken for Nick. Like yeah. it is possible to feel two things at once. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that's what a lot of us feel right yeah. now because- I don't think any of us wanted to see Nick leave, but also a lot of us did want to see Danny back, you mm-hmm. know? And so it is so conflicting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it is conflicting. And, you know, as someone who had like really, really high hopes and really wanted Nick DeVries to come in mm-hmm. and be successful. And I was a fan of him when he was in Formula E and, you know, I, I am sad, but I really don't think this is the last we'll see of Nick DeVries in a Formula mm-hmm. One car. I do believe that. Did you see he was having lunch with Toto Wolf? Yes. Toto is the best agent mm-hmm. out there. I swear. Well, he did that with Esteban. He when did Esteban, with Esteban lost his seat, yes. he became a reserve driver, yes. and now he's back in Alpine. And and Esteban has no. He won't go. He won't leave that one grid. No. Like anytime soon. For a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, aligning himself with Toto is like the best thing that Nick can do. I think right now is just 100%. like, and and he's doing it with Mick too, like. Yeah. Mick Schumacher is, he's going to be back on the grid in the next couple of years. Like, you just know it. So if he can play his cards right and get some good consulting from, from people in the business like Toto, then yeah, Nick will be back. Mm-hmm. I have no doubts about that. And also, let while being happy for Danny, you can also kind of question, like, will this be good? Well, yeah, will it? Because AlphaTauri is undoubtedly the worst car on the grid. Yep. So... While being so happy that we can see Danny again in an F1 car, I'm also, like, a little bit, you know, worried. Because the car is so bad, is that just going to, like, tarnish Danny's reputation in F1? Because 
you know, none of us want to see that. So I'm hoping that, you know, everyone can, you know, be kind to content creators that put out their opinions about like the whole Nick, Danny situation. Um, and just remember that like, there are multiple things to be felt here. There are multiple variables that are, that are playing into this. And yeah, I'm scared. You're scared. I'm, yeah. I like people are, are saying how Danny's going to qualify higher than Checo and like Danny's like vying for Checo's seat, that sort of thing. And I'm like, the Alphatari sucks. The Alphatari is terrible. So like, I just, I'm very worried for Danny. And like, we talked about this like a few weeks ago, is this a step back for him? Like, should he have just waited? I just don't think that he gets, like, if his ultimate goal is that Red Bull seat, I don't think he gets there without taking this mm-hmm. job. So I think that, and I'm not saying that AlphaTauri needs to be just, like, temporary for him, but knowing that those teams are sister teams, like, it'll, it might just end up working out that way where this is just a good career move for Danny, and who knows what will happen in the future. And we really, truly, honestly don't know no, what's going to happen with Checo. we have no idea. Because Checo is not a bad driver. At all. No, he was winning and, like, getting podiums before Red Bull. And like Brad said last week, he was the only one that was really, like, keeping up with Max. So, you know what? Red Bull could look at what's happened in the past couple months and be like, it's just a blip. Because Checo did amazing at the beginning of the season this year. He did amazing for the entire season last year. And they can look at it as just, like, we'll work through it. Um, but then we also see, like, we Red know Bull that, isn't yeah, patient. They aren't patient. So it's, like... I don't know, how long are they really going to give him? But that's what I mean, why there's so many variables, like, feeding into this thing. And it's not just one team, it's two. And, yeah, there's just so many things that could happen here. This is going to be a really, really interesting um, second half of the season, I think. I'm excited for their stories. I'm excited for... I just hope that everyone doesn't hope that... Da- like, I, I hope that everyone doesn't think Danny's going to, like, win Hungary this weekend. He's you know? not. He I might will... not even make Q3, you guys. Like, we we don't know. The AlphaTauri is so bad... We don't know. Let's just be thankful he's back on the yes, grid. 1, Let's um, say thank you to Nick. Like, yeah, you know, you he, for... like, it sucks. It really does suck what happened to him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Danny is a lot of people's favorite driver, so I know a lot of people are excited. Mm-hmm. But let's just see what happens is mm-hmm. all we can say because that's all we can do is yeah. just wait. Yeah, I'm also, I, I don't want that message to be lost in the fact that, like, I am very happy to see Danny back. Like, mm-hmm. I lost my mind when Emma texted me and said it was announced. Well, you were at work. I was at work. We were both at work. Yeah. And I was like... And people were messaging us, like, comment on it, whatever. We're like, we I was like, can't, we work. literally can't. And usually <laughs> we can. Yeah. If it's, like, we're not doing much at work. Yeah. But I just started a new job, so I literally could not. Yeah, and, and I was busy. Like, so it was I... the worst time. And also, like, Brad was like why didn't this get announced 12 hours earlier right. when we were recording? Like, right. if this news had dropped earlier, we would have been, like, the first people on it. Yeah, but exactly. so well. That's okay. I just want everyone to, you know, keep in mind that there we can feel we can feel happy for Danny. We can feel scared for his return. We can also feel sympathy for Nick. Mm-hmm. And that that's just, like, part of being human. You can feel lots of things at once. So mm-hmm. Track sets. Track stops. Track stops with him. We are racing this weekend in Hungary, in Budapest, at the Hungaro Ring, which I love the name of it. So... Hungaro Ring? Yeah, the Hungaro Ring. I struggle with my R's because I didn't have a very good speech pathologist. Hire me. Well, I'm 24 now. It's a little late. (laughs) I'm stuck in my ways. And I'm just going to say... Hungaro Ring. Hungaro Ring. You're good. Okay, cool. I'm totally joking. Um, The track is 70 laps. 1986 it debuted um its first winner was 
Max's father-in-law. No way. Nelson Piquet? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Um, last year, Max won. Shocker. Good for him. Um, but it was a 2-3 for Mercedes. And this is, like, around the, the, like, well, Montreal was the start of, like, Mercedes getting better last year. But, yeah, this was, like, another really awesome race for them. So, um, I love that. Yeah, that was, that was big. George actually took pole last year, which I did not remember. Yes. But I'm assuming, because I was looking at the, the um, quality results from last year, and Max got into Q1, but then qualified 10th. I think he must have had an issue in Q1, because he got into it, and then I, I just don't really think that he said a lap time. No, I think you're right. Um, so yeah, he started 10th. Yeah, but he's a good driver, so he finished first. <laughs> he finished first. Yeah, exactly. Carlos and Charles actually started second and third on the grid last year, but finished, I think, fourth and sixth. So that's uh, Will that happen again this typical. year? Yeah. <laughs> But last year's Hungary race was not as interesting as the year before because... That was 2021. That was 2021, Mm -hmm. um, where Esteban Ocon won. And that was his first and only, currently, um, his first and only win in Formula One. And that was such a crazy race to watch. I remember, I was telling Emma before we recorded, I remember waking up that morning and waking up my boyfriend and being like, we're watching this race. And immediately after the first turn, it was six cars out. And we're under a red flag for like 25 minutes. And he was like, I don't understand the appeal of this sport. This sport, it is 7 a.m. I watched a huge crash and now nothing for the next half hour. I'm like, ah, I, yeah, that was you can't not. explain it. Just sit and watch. Yeah, please just like be quiet and, and just sit and watch with me. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, it was, I was actually just looking at the race report from that year because it was truly a crazy race to watch. But in the first lap, the first corner... Um, and just a reminder, this is the 2021 race. Um, we saw, so bef- after the formation lap, Antonio Giovinazzi had to pit for different tires and he started oh. from the pit lane at that point. So like, that just shows you this is going to be a chaotic race. Valtteri, it says Valtteri braked late, causing him to hit the back of the McLaren of Lando. Then Lando went into Max, who suffered damage, but continued. Mm-hmm. which sounds about right. After hitting Lando, Bottas slid into Perez and took him out of the race. So I do remember this now. Lance Stroll also left braking too late and attempted to avoid a collision by taking to the grass, but then collided with Charles, who then forced Danny out. <laughs> like, so what? this race was crazy. If you guys have a chance this week, go back into the archives on F1 TV and watch this race because it was truly insane. And I'm just going to tell you all the ra- all the drivers who um, were out after the first corner, because I believe it was six of them. It was Lance, Charles, Checo, Valtteri, Lando, and I don't know if Mazepin was part of this or if he went out on his own. I think he went out on his own. He had an, he had an incident with Kimi Raikkonen, but Kimi finished. Anyways, this race was nutty. <laughs> nutty. <laughs> Under all... After all of what happened in this, you know, sort of first lap craziness, um, Max ended up finishing ninth because he had that damage um, to his car. Um, And Esteban finished. And if I remember, he finished first. If I remember correctly, it was something to do with a pit stop strategy that like sent everybody else. He pit ahead of time and then everybody else. It was like when Pierre won his race where it was just like a, a kind of like a little bit of a fluke. Well, yeah. I mean, even after this race, Fernando Alonso was like, this is never going to happen again. Right. Not saying that Esteban's not a great driver. He is. And did end up fighting 
um, Lewis near the end of the race. Like, Lewis was catching him, but Esteban was was too quick. Way to go, Esty. Might I also just mention that it was, I think, the last podium we ever saw from Sebastian Vettel. He came in second. Was it? I think this was the last one, and I think it was, like, a really big deal obviously because the people love Seb so yeah this was if you guys have a chance this week go back and watch this race although Sebastian was then disqualified wow okay I think this was the fuel issue where he got disqualified and lost his podium this is nuts I think I have to go back and watch this race as well I am also going to go back and watch this race let's all just go back and watch this so just a reminder that is the 2021 race not the 2022 yeah max won with flying colors last year so yeah anyways this race was crazy to watch your predictions for this year like this weekend we're, we're taking max out of our predictions right yeah okay so fernando carlos lewis i'll go lewis charles checo okay whoa okay yeah all right well those are both gambles because fernando or checo have not been doing great recently well neither has um, charles but neither has charles so we'll see uh, very excited. I don't really have anything else to say about track stats. It's it's a great track. Um, I'm excited. Similar, the downshift is similar to Monaco, which is kind of crazy because it's not a street circuit. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, very excited. Do you want to take us home with Crush Tracker? And that will be the end of us for today. I'd love to. Okay. So we, we only have two on the Crush Tracker this week. And again, not based off driver performance at all because second, yeah, number two on the Crush Tracker, um, Pato Award. Simply because he gave me a heart. Yeah, this absolutely. Weekend. Like, that's just it. I'm surprised you're not number one for that. Well. No, I know who number one You is. know who number one is. <laughs> Danny Rick is number one. I tried to get a photo of him in the Alphatari um, racing suit, but they were just either bad or just very obviously photoshopped. Yeah. So, Danny and Pato are my crushes this week. Yeah. Uh, again, not based off driver skill because Danny's not driving yet. And I think Pato finished eighth. So, I just love them. And that's Honestly, allowed. this is like what I expected. Yeah. I'm okay. very... Okay and I would put Christian up there, but Christian won. And again, it's not based off driver skill. Right. So, Danny and Pato. Usually Lando's up there, but he's not up there this week. He's been quiet, hey? I haven't seen a whole lot of Lando recently. I also have not looked at anything recently. Yeah, it's been tough, difficult to get into social media this week. Just like you were just living your best life in Toronto. Yeah. And I was incredibly busy all weekend, despite me not being in Toronto. Um, I went to a country concert. Oh, God. Yep. I went to John Party. I had so much fun. And I also had a grad- graduation dinner this weekend. So, yeah. It was kind of belated, but... It was very belated. It's because my mom refused to admit that I was graduating until she saw my diploma. And I finally went and picked it up. So, yeah. It's not that she refused to believe I was graduating. She was just she like, we're not doing anything it. until we're until I see that piece of paper. So. I understand. That makes sense. Um, well, congratulations for officially graduating. Thank you so, so much. I feel like it doesn't even matter because I'm already in my new program. But... Does I know it's valid, whatever. Anyways, I um, want to quickly talk tennis. It's relevant because Wimbledon just finished yesterday. Um, Carlos Alcaraz won for the men's and Marketa Von Drusova won for the women's, which was crazy. She was unseated. This is crazy. She was unseated, which means like in rankings, she wasn't like she just like she just won her way to the top, which is what oh. you do in tennis. But like she wasn't like there's world rankings. And yeah, so she she had to like really fight her way too. And she ended up playing Angevar, which is the number two top female player in the world. And she beat her. So that was kind of crazy. Um, her husband didn't even come to the event because he was like, like, I have to stay home and watch the cat. So he finally came to the final and it was like pretty crazy. Anyways, that's the woman's side. Carlos Alcaraz on the men's is 18 years old. 
or 19 and beat um, Novak Djokovic. He is number one in the world, Carlos I'm- Alcaraz. He is just absolutely unreal. And I'm not like a, a Novak hater, but I think that... You can't be. That's my last name. Oh, yeah. Yes. That is your last name. <laughs> um, I'm not a Novak hater, but I, I was happy to see Carlos beat him because I just think that... Um, anyone new and young in the sport is good for it. And mm-hmm. Rafa, Novak, and Roger had such a monopoly on tennis for so long. Anyways, the reason I'm talking about tennis, I have two reasons. Number one, after Silverstone, we saw pretty much every Formula One driver go to Wimbledon and watch a match or two, um, which I think is so cool because the fashion is so good. Like, did you see Joe Guan Yu yesterday? Yeah. He looked so good. Pierre and Kiko were there. Charles and Alex were there. Arthur was with Charles. Esteban was there. Oscar was there. there. Like, everyone just looked so, so good. So, Wimbledon is also just really known for, like, being, like, a really fashionable event. So, I think that's why. Oh, George. How could I forget George George and and Carmen? Carmen. They looked amazing. Yeah. Um, Anyways, the second reason I'm talking about it is because after mentioning tennis on our podcast last week with Brad, I had an absolute outpour of people saying, (laughs) you need to mention tennis every now and then. And I won't until um, the US Open now because Wimbledon was a grand slam and US Open will be the next grand slam. And those are like, I do watch tennis in the interim, but those are going to be like the big events that I, and that's where all the slubs go and whatever. So those are going to be the two events that we'll chat about. Um, Jeez, there's nothing going on. No, absolutely not. Emma's just looking at me with a blank stare. But I feel (laughs) like I'm doing the listeners a disservice if I don't at least mention it because I had one gal reach out to me and I lost my mind because she sent me a text and said, or sent me a message on Instagram. And she said, F1 and tennis are the same sport in different fonts. And I was like, no, she's right. And she said that she got into F1 because of tennis. And I got into tennis because of F1. It's just like this, like wealthy sport. And it's like a a lifestyle brand. I don't know. It's just like, I can't really explain it. But I know what she meant, and it shook me to my core. Um, I am in the process of trying to convince Emma to watch Breakpoint, which is the Netflix documentary about the ATP and WTA tennis tours. You just said letters. Yes. <laughs> just Breakpoint. That's all you need to know. It's on Netflix. Okay. Um, you'll like it. I'm also, and I got Fan Behavior's appro- stamp of approval for this. Um, fan Behavior, F1 Pod, um, Friends of the Program. <laughs> Um, Emma met Hannah and Zoe at Austin and they were great. And anyways, I reached out to them this week because they did, um, a sort of PowerPoint or Zoe did a PowerPoint for Hannah to try to get her to choose a Premier League team, um, to root for. And they filmed it or they, um, streamed it on Twitch and it looked like so much fun. I didn't get to watch it, but anyways, we, I got the, their support to make a PowerPoint to try to convert Emma to tennis by giving her a PowerPoint of ATP tours to, or a- ATP players to choose from for mm-hmm. her to root for. Um, I think I already know who she's going to root for um, because I sent her a TikTok of Matteo Berrettini this weekend and I was like, He's I pretty. just know that this is who you're going to go for. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that because while we don't do Twitch, we probably will film or broadcast this in some way. Somehow. Yeah. Some way, somehow. And I have to also work on the PowerPoint, um, which I haven't started at the moment. But I would, what I'm asking of our listeners is if you have a really strong attachment to a certain 
WTA slash ATP player because I think I'm going to get her to choose one for each. Please do. So that's the women and the men. Oh, okay. Um, please do send me your reasoning as to why and I will incorporate it into the PowerPoint while giving you credit. And yeah, we're going to we're gonna convert Emma to at least a Grand Slam watcher. Okay. Because I promise those are fun. And with that, that was Track Talk. That was Track Talk. We will talk to you guys next week.